and welcome to another episode of the Other Wrestling Days Podcast. I'm your host, David Rosenberg. Uh, we've been gone for a couple of months. Uh, Dustin and I probably haven't recorded an episode since around Thanksgiving, I think we decided, uh, right before we hit the record button. So, Dustin, how's it going? It's been a while, man. Yeah, it's been going good. A lot less going on without MSC being around, but we're here and trying to get this ball rolling once again. That's true. Our uh, parent company, our old parent company, MSE, uh, is dead and gone, and we don't really know what that meant for a while, but it turns out we're going to have a new site that I'm pretty sure has been told to me that'll be up in the next like 48 hours or so, so by the time this drops, we'll be even closer to that, so hopefully more written content will be coming towards you guys uh, as well, but... If it's your first time tuning in, basically what we do here is uh, Dustin's in Michigan and I'm in Florida, and we talk about wrestling. Uh, we don't always agree, and I <laughs> think people enjoy that, but who really knows? Um, so, uh, you know, if you if you don't follow us on Twitter, which I would assume most of you guys listening uh, found us by following at MSE Pro Wrestling on Twitter, uh, give us a follow there. But a lot of the content we talk about here uh, will probably translate into further discussion on there. So uh, the two go kind of hand in hand. Um, so let's talk about re- wrestling since this is a wrestling podcast and we've been away for a couple of months. What's uh, stuck out to you? That uh, NXT and AEW continue to be the best weekly wrestling on television. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom was really good. Wrestle Kingdom <laughs> but, was yeah. really good. I'm sad uh, we didn't get yeah, to do a wrestling. I mean, a lot's happened. A lot can happen in wrestling in two months. Good, good God! I mean, <laughs> well, let's talk specifically so about let's talk specifically about the Wednesday Night Wars, right? Okay, so the big thing was the ratings, right? Everyone cared about the ratings forever, uh, and like especially you. Hey, I I just put the numbers out there. I don't I don't care what they mean. I just tell people what they mean. Uh, people yep. like to care about them. I just think numbers are interesting, and I like Excel sheets. Uh, so. I have a lot of yeah. data on a lot of numbers. Um, 
but you know the the thing I guess if you want to look at it is that AEW um, you know started to sag a little bit before they did that Christmas break and we didn't really get to talk about that and then uh, they've been pretty strong since they came back in the 900s uh, they got that deal uh, last Wednesday I guess the day of the Bash of the Beach show which I was actually at uh, they got extended so they'll be on television through 2023 barring some like horrendous ratings where uh, TNT has to go back on their word and go listen guys we don't think this is a good idea anymore we're going to cancel you but uh, those are extreme circumstances so I, I, for me uh, the big you know the big thing that's happened in the past like two three months since we've done a show is that uh, AEW has solidified itself as what I consider the number two company in it, very much the country right now in the United States of America but also, I would say the world. I don't know if you want to argue that point or not, but um, that's pretty much okay. what's happening. New Japan, but yeah, New Japan is New Japan's the one that I, you know, I hesitate because of. Um, but like yeah. I said, you know, about a million people, nine hundred thousand, are watching AEW uh, every week, and it looks like, uh, you know, NXT has about seven to eight hundred thousand fans as well. Uh, that's not to say uh, we we were kind of talking about this a, a little bit, not necessarily in the same context, but we talked about this earlier off air uh, that NXT was supposed to be there to stop AEW from growing, wasn't it? And, you know, they kind of have, like, they have to adjust their focus now that AEW has been extended for a couple more years because, like, you know, if they were trying to hurt something, like, I just think, do you think a move to Tuesday or Thursday would be good for NXT? No, because they're originally on Wednesdays, so that would make them look weak. In the process, if they did switch, but would I mean, it make them look weak. It, I mean, <laughs> it would, it would. What does that mean? If they, I'm just saying, like, they've been on Wednesday. They were around first. I mean, if they, if they, AEW didn't want this to be a thing, they should have started on Thursdays or Tuesdays or whatever. Well, right. I mean, I mean yeah, no, I expect it. No, I mean, AEW asked for Tuesdays, and TNT said we're gonna put you on Wednesdays because we have to put you on Wednesdays. Um, And then once there was a one wrestling show on Wednesdays, uh, NXT magically decided to start two weeks ahead of it. It's not like that deal was ahead of time. No, I understand, but NXT's always been on Wednesdays. Yes, it has, but it was a one-hour tape show, um, and then it turned into a two-hour. I'm just saying, like, its job was to – Anyways, we're going to bitch about the ratings a bunch, uh, so let's uh, <laughs> let's just talk about the shows tonight. Um, you want to start with AEW or NXT first? Let's start with a title change and eventually end with one, so let's start with AEW. All right, cool. AEW. Uh, so they're at they're on the Chris Jericho cruise. What's it called? Like the Rock and Rager at Sea Rock, or something Rocking like that? Rocking Wrestling Rager at Sea. Yeah, that's a mouthful. Um <laughs> but it looks like a looks like a super good time. I'm sure you've been following a lot of the stuff uh, on Twitter. It looks yeah. like everyone is having an awesome time. Whether it's listening to SCU, uh, sing California Love, I think, and karaoke. I think there was a video of uh, Moxley doing Sweet Caroline. So I, it seems right up my alley. Wrestlers doing karaoke, getting drunk, um, and of course <laughs> the wrestling show that we watched tonight was actually taped uh, yesterday, Tuesday night. And you heard this story, right, that they had two planes, I guess, and yeah. two master copies that they were going to fly uh, from smart. the Bahamas. It's smart, but it, like, doesn't part, that kind of seems like, a, you know, ult, the ultimate uh, planning after we saw what happened uh, in Saudi Arabia. Not that uh, 
not that that same thing or whatever that you know plane delay was going to happen, but uh, you know they 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 planned for it just in case. So I thought that was a real fun story. Uh, flying two master tapes to Atlanta to make sure that uh, AW still aired on Wednesdays. Um, but let's start with the open. Hangman and Kenny Omega defeated SCU for the tag team titles. Did you think yeah. a title change was coming? Were you privy to spoilers uh, beforehand? What, what about that? Well, it's funny you bring that up. You put out a nice tweet saying that you avoided spoilers really good, and then some asshat, some asshat tweeted basically that the title switch happened, and, you know, I, I seen that as well, and I'm like, well, F that guy. But, yeah, it's, it, didn't, it didn't take away from the match. It was still really good, and I enjoyed it, and Frankie Kazarian looks as good as ever, and yeah, everything you'd expect from Kenny and uh, or Hangman and the you know Hangman. The other acting partner, I can't think of his name. Kazarian and uh, Scorpio. Scorpio's sorry, guy. yes, Scorpio's guy. Do you think Hangman and Omega? What, what's the plan going forward? They, they've won, you know, they, they won it, and it was a nice title change and all. But uh, like moving forward, know. it looked like they were having some. You know, there was dissension between them. What, what's where do you think that it leads? Feels like a Paul Heyman special to me, which is typical ECW back in the day where rivals would be tag team champions. But this is a little different because they're not officially rivals yet. But I assume they'll be rivals as tag team champions. Eventually, Hangman will walk out or cost Omega and they'll lose the belts to another team, Mm. probably some heels or something. So I, I see that eventually happening and them having a big match. Not revel, not revolution or evolution, sorry, but uh, maybe the pay-per-view after because they said they're going to have four a year, right? Yeah, four a year. So the next one. Uh, so the this, summer one probably. Yeah, there's going to be, I guess it's every, I think it's every three months, right? Three months. So, I think it'll be the one in May, the yeah. one in Vegas or whatever. I think they'll have a singles match at, a, what was it called? All- was it all out one? I think all out two. They'll have the singles match between the two. Build up long term storytelling. Yeah, I feel like that's pretty much accurate. Um, w- would you have changed the titles this week? Do you think it's premature or, or what? I mean, it's kind of cool that they can see the, you know, changed on on C or whatever and all that. But I don't know. I was enjoying uh, Scorpio Sky and Kazarian. So, I mean, it's tough, but I guess it makes sense. And uh, a storyline that probably won't get that much attention is this is the first uh, executive vice president to uh, carry gold in Kenny Omega. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, it's it's like they've done a full 180 on Kenny's character because they went with that losing a lot at the beginning, and then they I think they realized mm-hmm. that that wasn't working. So flipping yeah, that around, uh, you know, feels fine to me. And, I you know, exactly what you just said um, I don't think many people are going to jump on them and say, oh, Kenny Omega has the belt now and, you know, he's an EVP. What about that? Uh, just yeah. because of the scenario that they set themselves up in. So I'm not saying it was, like, perfect, but it, it does it does kind of work out in that way. Yeah. I kind of – I said they would probably drop him to, a, like, a heel tag team. Lucha but Bros? I don't really know who that would be. Yeah, maybe it could be. I feel like – It would make sense because they've been losing a lot. Yeah, I feel like that. I've been saying people have been complaining, um, you know, like when we post about stuff on Twitter about the, the Lucha Brothers and, and you know, they, they lose matches here and there and people just keep saying, oh, you know, they shouldn't be losing so much. I really think that Pentagon and Phoenix are so damn good that you can just strap the rocket on them at any time 
and it'll totally work out and they can just become mm-hmm. champions literally like that. Like if you want to put them in a championship program, I don't think anyone is going to doubt them after seeing one match that they can put together. Yeah, not at all. I mean, they're one of the best singles tag team. It doesn't matter. So they're definitely an option. I mean, they could go the inner circle route and go with the Santana and Ortiz eventually if they want to have them have more gold and yeah I mean we got a lot of options that's what's nice about sometimes when you have two guys that aren't a typical tag team and you put them together you, you give yourself more options instead of just limiting it to uh, the niche group of teams yeah absolutely so you know, all in all, I thought this was a great opener. It was a really smart way to start it. You know, when you have, uh, like, two really important matches, I think putting the hot one with that, you know, happy ending with the Hangman and Kenny, like, I think the fans wanted to see that. Uh, it was a really good opener, and it went up against, mm-hmm. you know, strong competition that we'll talk about in uh, just a bit. But after the tag team title match, we had Britt Baker defeating uh, Priscilla Kelly, who... Mm-hmm. Uh, she's you know we can she's the wife of Darby Allen so that kind of explains uh, why she's there in the first place. She's not signed by AEW that I know of. I don't know if you've heard anything, but I, I'm pretty I sure she's still. She was exclusively signed by Chris Jericho for the Rocking Wrestling Rager at Sea. I know <laughs> that was announced over Twitter. Oh, okay. So I'm not sure if she has an AEW deal, but that's why she was on the cruise. I mean, you would think that's the end game. Um, she yeah. didn't. You know, I think her name comes up, uh, you know, like as one of those, as Cornette would call it, the cosplay wrestlers. Uh, mm-hmm. She, you know, she's done the tampon stuff, the bloody tampon stuff, and the uh, the vomit stuff, and you know, he lumps them in with like the uh, who's the penis guy, Joey Ryan Joey types, Ryan. yeah. And um, mm-hmm. but you, you really didn't get any of that, right? Like she, she just seemed like a pretty girl who. Mm-hmm. Like, she wasn't the best worker, but, like, she was with Britt Baker, who was also not sure. the best worker. So, like, I felt like they were appropriate, uh, appropriately, like, at each other's level. So, yeah, I, I was actually pretty cool with this match, uh, even though I went into it thinking that I was going to hate it. Because I was at Bash of the yeah. Beach uh, last week when we had that Brandy Rhodes and Mel versus uh, Hikaru Shida and Chris Statlander. And that thing just died a horrible death, despite me liking a lot yeah. of the people involved. So I thought this was much better executed. The crowd uh, being full of the hardest of the hardcores probably helped a lot. But uh, you got anything more to add here? Uh, not, not entirely. Just that it was interesting that both NXT and AEW opened with tag matches and female singles matches. So yeah. I asked, that, you, I I asked you if you thought this was some counter-programming. I don't... I think, you know, at the beginning it started to look like it, but if you look at the cards, it ended I think they said the show booked in in advance and they were going to switch it up. (laughs) I mean, the image opening, not to get ahead, we'll get to NXT, but opening with Undisputed Era, I think that's cool. I think that was a good idea. Yeah, I I agree. So it all made sense. But anyways. Yeah, but the the mirroring mirroring was concerning. I'll give you that. It was, you brought it up first and I, you know, I, I thought it was a pretty good observation. Uh, following yeah. the the women's match, we had Jurassic Express with the Inner Circle. The Inner Circle uh, won. Who was it? Was a proud and powerful, right? Yeah. So. Yep. Santiago Ortiz and Jericho versus Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and uh, your favorite uh, little man, Marco Stunt, in his yellow, Marco Stunt. in his yes. yellow life 
preserver jacket thing. Uh, okay, Jared's so, best line of the night was when he said, uh, oh, that'll be on eBay in 30 minutes. It totally will. The but the be- yeah. like, I just love Marco's stunt, man. I, he gets a lot of shit on social media and from the fans and things like that. He won't get any for me. He's tiny, but I've yeah. seen him – like watch him on anything in AEW. All he does is get the shit beaten out of him. And like – yeah, I don't know what people are complaining about. They're like, "Oh, a five-two guy doesn't belong in there. He's gonna get his ass." Oh kicked. God, and it's like, well, guess what? Like, someone's got to take the pin, and why not? Exactly. Why not be the guy who can do like much better high flying than you know a five-eight guy with limited skill could do? Like, I, I think that people dig a little too much on you know Marco's stunt, and he's he's pretty fun. Like he knows who he is. Yeah. He knows what he is. On the cruise, uh, it seemed like the fans were all in on him. So that's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's over. I mean, that whole group is. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy going forward. I, I have high hopes for both of them as a team and individuals. You remember the finish to this one? I I, I know that Proud and Powerful won, but I don't remember exactly. Oh, Jericho and hit the uh, Jericho hit the the Judas effect on uh, Marco Stunt, which uh, uh, I, yeah. I actually said something about that on our on our Twitter account. I said that um, you know, this is this is kind of my point is that Marco Stunt's a little guy, but at the end of the day, like he'll get a couple of spots in and have a fun match, but he's not gonna pin the champion. Like he he's he's gonna take an elbow to the face. And he's gonna yeah. get, you know, he could be the hurricane pinning the rock, but you know, it's not likely. So it's yeah. I mean, when Marco Stunt gets his win, he will be. It it'll will be, be after so many losses that it'll it'll be like who was the guy in WWE who had that like three hundred loss match streak? You know, you remember when talking Kurt Hawkins? Yeah, Kurt Hawkins. So Kurt, yeah, Slater, Kurt but... Hawkins was like oh in two hundred and eighty something or whatever, and he finally got his win. Like, yeah, they rushed him to win the tag champs or something like that. Like, yep. that thing. They botched that. Like, like they botched that so hard. So I, you know, I, I think that this will be the exact opposite. And Marco Stunt, when he does get his day. It will be a great day because everyone will be like, holy shit, he finally did it. And it probably won't be over someone like Luchasaurus, someone giant, you know what I mean? Even though they're teammates. But I mean, it'll be against like someone feasibly smaller or with help, you know what I mean? But it'll be big and we'll all be happy for it. So uh, I really enjoyed Marco Stunt. I thought this was a fun match. Uh, you know, it's not like a five-star match or something like that or an A-plus match or however you want to rate matches. It was just fun. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, good B. Like, what's... Good storytelling. Uh, a couple of good spots mixed in. Get in, get out, get over, and move on. And they all did it, and it was good. <laughs> simple put. Simply, just simply put, yeah, it was, it was a good match. After that, we saw Joey Janela and MJF. MJF ended up winning. I actually missed the finish of this. I, I went to the kitchen or something like that. Um, but I figured MJF yeah. was going to win. Um, and of course I sat down for the important part, which was the promo and Cody came out in his salmon jacket. People were making jokes that he was going to retire or fake a retirement. Um, Mark, Mark Henry. Yeah. Mark, Mark Henry. Exactly. Uh, but That's you know, awesome. Janela, Janela and, uh, MJF, I feel like that didn't need to happen. Right. Like MJF, yeah. like I said, I sat down for the promo. The promo was great. What would you think about it? Like. No, it was good. Uh, just a re- reflect on the finish. It was uh, 
Penelope Ford and Kip Sabian came down, and then eventually uh, MJF hit his finish right after. And uh, the promo was good. I mean, I'm looking more and more forward to the match. I'm, I enjoy stories where guys don't touch. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that stipulation. I enjoy the stories where they build it up, and eventually when all hell breaks loose, it's the match, and it should be good. And the Young Bucks coming down was cool, and I enjoyed it all. So, yeah, the Young Bucks came down, and they gave, you know, Co- I think Cody's big line was, I can't touch you, Max. He keeps calling him Max, but, you know, I can't touch you, but they can. And then they gave him the double super kick, and then they tossed him into the pool, just like, you know, we would see back in the day in WCW and, like, Club Lavella and things like that. There's always got to be a pool spot. I thought it was fun. Loved it. Big pop. I don't know what else there is to say about it. Every time MJF or Cody have the mic in their hands, I definitely want to be watching the television. And if it's, the more two of them, if it's the two of them going at it, you best believe I'm going to be tuning in and I'll buy a ticket if I can make it to the show. So you're, you're yeah. on the money there. I mean, it's... Mm-hmm. it's and know, the match might not be great, but that's why this is a, it's a storytelling business at the yes, end of the day. You yes. know, it's not... It's not a spot fest or a big stiff, whatever the, you know. And that's a breath of fresh air. Yeah, the company is so full of so many, you know, we talk about the Young Bucks didn't have a match on this show. And someone joked to me that uh, the reason they didn't have a match is because there wasn't enough space for them to do all their dives. But really, there is, there's, (laughs) there's so many people who can, you know, do dives, who can do flips, who can do a lot of acrobatic stuff. But how many people in that company can tell a story uh, without yeah. touching, like you said, and that's that's mm-hmm. what makes the Cody and MJF thing to me uh, one of the hottest things. You know, Cody in Dustin, business, for yeah. example. Yes, yes, Cody Dustin had literally it was just vignettes and and the promos they, and they were perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, the I match is perfect. The moments are perfect. You know, you, you guys don't have to beat the shit out of each other every week for it to work. Might be the problem. We don't have to do five pull aparts before the big pay per view. I like one, like one pole park could be really good, but yeah. like that's kind of why this Janela Sabian story really hasn't really worked that well because I don't know there's some some stupid shit mixed in you know, like I haven't really enjoyed that so I mean who knows but yeah that match and the promos were all good. Uh, the main event and uh, what's the ring announcer's name? Um, Justin Roberts. Made Justin sure. Roberts. He, yeah. he always he, he always tells us it's the main event, and then he repeats it and goes, "It is the main event of the evening." And like that's such a Bruce Buffer thing. Like if you watch UFC, but oh yeah, like or, you know, and the and the other Buffer who you know was famous for his, his other calling, ready to rumble. Yeah. Um, but you know these like. I just think that Justin Roberts tries a little too hard. Uh, you know, bless his heart. He seems like a great guy. I had, I loved him at Bash of the Beach. I thought he was dressed very appropriately with his all white in Miami. Um, he was, you know, he was well tanned. He looked like he belonged. Uh, you know, he's just a little too much of a caricature for me. And I know that, like, part of this company... Like, the like best... he's trying to get over? Yeah, well, that's the thing. Is part of this company is you're, you're allowed to do things that you think might help the show. But at the end of the day, you're the ring announcer. And I shouldn't be talking about you this much on my podcast. So, <laughs> there. Okay? Um, <laughs> so, main event is John Moxley and Pac 
This is another one that I got spoiled for me, but I don't really give a shit because if I hear Moxley and Packer going at it, guess what? It's going to be a great match. But the and, and it was a great match. John Moxley won, uh, so he'll be facing uh, Chris Jericho. He's the number one contender. But the one thing that I noticed so much about this match was is that this would never happen in WWE. And maybe for a decent reason because there were a couple of shots – where I saw Moxley, and he was just much, much bigger than Pac. And Pac's whole thing is that he's, like, super ripped. So against a lot of the other AEW guys, he looks big, like a big guy. But against John yeah. Moxley, he doesn't. And I thought that it showed a couple of times. Now, I know that, you know, they told the story fine. Like, I, it was it was still a four-star plus match. You know, I have no complaints. I loved it. But... I just thought that sometimes the optics, there is something to say for, you know, there's a group of people who really, you know, care about optics and they have a point. Yeah, I mean, I really didn't get that vibe. Like, maybe I was, you know, my attention kept going to Lee versus uh, Strong, but the match definitely held up as well. I went back and rewatched it and, you know, they got their shit in, they worked the eye angle good. Yeah. Uh, like how Moxley eventually lost the headband and all that, and like I said, like you said, it was it was solid, you know. And that's what the, this sh- whole show was. There was nothing that was really terrible. I mean, I mean, the women's match, I guess, wasn't that good, but it wasn't terrible, you know. No, so, it, it was it was, it was just a fun show, you know. It was uh, yep. like you know, not too much risk, not too much uh, crazy stuff, but I think it was a show that a lot of people wanted to see because of the. Uh, opening and main event matches and it delivered you know it, it was a good show i don't think a lot any AEW fan is going to go away disappointed or feeling that they didn't get what they paid for because of that cruise or something you know everyone there clearly had a good time uh they were you know cursing so much at the talent uh, in a good way that they were bleeped out for like half the show um so it, it was just i don't know it seemed like a good show and uh you know i i, I liked it a lot thumbs up Two yeah. thumbs up from me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree, 100%. That's it for AEW. Do we have the card for next week? I think that there's some stuff that you sent me. We have Cody versus Kip Sabian, the Young Bucks versus Butcher and the Blade, Jericho, Santana, and Ortiz versus Darby and Private Party. Uh, they're doing a lot of those 3v3 things, and I know I, – did you hear the report that Kenny kind of teased that there might be trios – Tag belts, and I think, uh, according to the Wrestling Observer guys, they hmm. were talking about it that uh, it, he was saying that there would be a tournament and that the tournament would be next year on the boat. Now, whether or not that happens is like, you know, plans change all the time. Uh, but that's what they I were I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Do you prefer that or a mid card title? I don't want a mid card title. I think uh, mid card no? titles are kind of. I, I think they're. I think they're. You don't something... think it could be like the NXT North American title where. You have a champion like like a Jericho who doesn't wrestle as much see, on NXT TV. You rarely, you rarely see Adam Cole. So a lot of the main events that you've been seeing on NXT, I would say since they went live, I'd say like 33% of them have had Roderick Strong in it, and he's been main eventing with that North American title. So you don't think they could do that with like a mid-card title? No, because, okay, so a mid-card title to me just like a lot of the time, and this isn't always the case, but a mid-card title to me, a lot of the time feels like we have too much talent so we have to make another belt so that it doesn't feel like people are just not chasing something right 
If people aren't in yeah. the tag division, if people aren't in the main event, you know, singles division, right? They can be working towards that, right? Like we just had a main event of AEW and it was a number one contenders match. So if we can have a number one contenders match between Pack and Moxley, like I just think that that's the standard that we should be going for and not a mid card right away. You know what I mean? Like WWE has a lot, a lot, a lot of people. So there's an argument to be made that the amount of belts they have is appropriate for how much they have. But AEW is not that big of a company, okay? Make tag teams. Make the tag yeah. team division important. Make the women important. Make the young guys young guys. There can be a good mid-card. There can be a good lower mid-card. It's not a bad thing. It's just where they are in proportion to where the rest of the guys on the roster are. So, like, do I think a trios title is a good idea? Yeah, because it fits exactly More what people. AEW. Yes, it fits what AEW needs, it's right? Like, there's three guys over instead of one. Yes, and 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 they need they need to get guys like Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stun over. And you don't want them over as main event talent because, quite frankly, they're not main event talent. Luchasaurus is great, but he's the only one big enough to contend for the world championship right now but do we think he should be in the world championship right now i don't so that's just kind of my argument on why i don't think we need a mid-card title and why the trios titles might be a good idea um yeah you know just given my only given the counterpoint is that they just have like a lot of stagnant guys in the mid-card right now who really aren't doing anything because they're not in that top six to eight you know, main event singles guys, and a lot of their main event singles guys are already in tag teams as is. So you got a lot of guys just kind of falling under, you know, falling basically. At the end of the day, any belt that they add is okay as long as they make it feel prestigious. As long as it feels yeah. like it's something worth chasing for the wrestlers, then it's a good thing, right? Like, there's mm -hmm. certain belts in WWE that we just don't care about. I mean, obviously, the 24-7 doesn't really matter <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. We love our truth and everything that he's done with it. It's a fun part of the show. But would you yeah. put that on someone's resume, right, to say that they mm -hmm. belong in whatever wrestling hall of fame it is you buy into? No. You would never yeah. put 24-7 champion on right, there because right. even he doesn't take it seriously. So I think that there's... You know, yeah, even their the, mid-card titles, the only time they've really mattered over the past is decade Miz. is like when a guy like the Miz has had him. Yeah. Or maybe some Dolph Ziggler reigns here or there or some of the Kofi reigns or a couple guys. I mean, really, it's <laughs> it's not pretty. So a pretty fun AEW show. Let's move on to NXT. What did you think mm -hmm. about this show as a whole before we go into it piece by piece? NXT? Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I loved it. I mean, especially the last two matches. I mean, talk about building up as you go. Um, especially Keith Lee. I mean, the dude is just over like Rover. I mean, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Every time he, he gets the biggest pop, he great character, great wrestler, great promo. Yeah. Um, they really, I, they can't mess this up. I mean, 
I like I don't even like the idea of just having win the rumble and having face Brock. I don't even care. Like that's how much I am behind Keith Lee right now. I think that uh, you know the outcome of tonight's show uh, tells us that he's not going to be going to the main roster, nope. or that there are right. plans. There aren't plans, but I totally see why a lot of people think that he should like be a candidate to win the Royal Rumble because he is super over and that Survivor Series. Survivor was, Series. Yeah, oh, but God. okay. So Survivor Series was like the la- like around the last time we recorded this podcast. So like exactly. it would, you know it wouldn't make sense if we were bringing up things from Survivor Series now, it, it, you know, they needed to keep doing oh. that NXT is the third brand stuff uh, because like quite frankly once they won the ratings battle like once or twice they were like oh we got it no need to do this anymore um, I think that like mixing a little bit more I I know they've established this brand split and that no one can do anything but like. Keith Lee is a guy that, like, all right, he worked out. Like, the masses enjoyed him when he was on, you know, SmackDown or Raw. So put him on mm-hmm. SmackDown or Raw. Like, he wasn't doing that much except for feuding with uh, Dijak in NXT. And the now thing he has the North American title on him. I think eventually, uh, probably right after WrestleMania, I'm kind of feeling like the Undisputed Era is going to be, like, the thing on raw or smackdown it's so about time you're gonna absolutely but you're gonna need a guy or a couple guys you know you got your who knows about gargano i mean champus kind of talked about how gargano he, feels like an nxt lifer at this point like i, I would champa kind of champa kind of said he wants to be just because of his neck and yeah, his yeah. career could last longer and heard that he's been producing for like evolve and all that but anyways you got guys so you, should, you got a couple guys here and there you know riddle who eventually be on a raw or smackdown but i just think you're gonna need like a certain level of high-end talent because those four dudes have been the brand for almost two years <laughs> at least the past year so when they go up you're gonna have to replace them and i think he's gonna probably be main eventing some takeovers in 2020 and maybe even into 2021. Keith Lee, that is. No, I agree with you. I mean, it, it seems like they're, you know, they are putting him in that position, which isn't a bad position. It feels like a natural position, uh, you know, for him mm-hmm. not to jump straight to the NXT championship, for him to go to, uh, to the North American. And, you know, mm-hmm. do, he could even do some tag stuff before he gets the NXT championship. So uh, he, he should be the guy. In 2020, as far as NXT is concerned, especially if Undisputed Era moves up, like you said. Um, Can you but, think of anybody else? I mean, maybe the Broser weights. I mean, no, I, I. Walter, I mean. Walter's Walter's staying in NXT UK. I mean, he'll do some stuff every now and then, but I don't think he's coming to uh, the regular NXT. So yeah, I know Keith Lee. I mean, Keith Lee's the guy that you know, other than. A guy like Finn Balor coming down, you know what I mean? There's going to be a couple of those throughout the year. You you have to expect that. But I think Keith Lee is the guy to look at because, like you said, Gargano and Champa, as great as they are, uh, they've been, you know, the thing for a while now. So, you know, you kind of have to still let them steal the show but put them in the backseat as far as, like, the title pictures and things like that. You know what I mean? Uh, Champa can be in the title picture, but I think you'll see more of, like, Gargano doing these – like, you know, dream matches with uh, Finn Balor and things like that. And Keith Lee is, the, mm-hmm. you know, front and center, especially, like I said, uh, with the main event being him 
going over Roderick Strong. We might as well talk about that match now. Uh, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. It was the best match of the night. Um, four and a half stars for me. Uh, I don't know what there is to say. You know, Keith Lee hurt his ankle last week, right? They pilmanized his ankle, and then he, uh, you know, it was on and You say pilmanized? Yeah, that's what it is. I love it. Okay, keep going. <laughs> and, um, and he, you know, he like his ankle is supposed to be all messed up, and then he, like, killed the UE last week, so there's a little bit of continuity errors there, but whatever, I'm into it. They focused on it this week, you know, Roddy took him and started slamming his ankle against the uh, steps, and I love the visuals of, like, Adam Cole and Bobby Fish and O'Reilly, they're all just there, like, chuckling at, like, they're like, haha, yeah, beat his ass, like, they're just, you know, they're, yeah. just, they're a great group of assholes. Um, so, you know, the story was Lee, Lee getting his ankle worked over, and eventually the big hulking man uh, destroyed the smaller guy. Like it, you know, they they worked those uh, big guy house. spots, and I thought it was I thought it was a fantastic match. Yeah, but he can do the big guy spots, and he's so goddamn athletic. It's, <laughs> it's so awesome watching Keith Lee grow as a performer. I mean, he literally is limitless. Like the moniker isn't a joke. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed the match as well. I mean. I love that spot where he hits the dude and they like go flying like five feet and they Roddy almost cleared the rope and he got caught but you know Fish and O'Reilly would have caught him so that'd been kind of cool too. I rewound but. that spot because I thought I I know like they were going for that I thought they were going for the, like the the spot that he did Adam, with Adam Cole, Cole. Gift. yeah the Adam yeah. Cole gift that was like overused to death. And I thought that's what mm-hmm. they were doing. but So I kept, like, pausing it, going frame by frame. And it looks like Roddy hooks his arm around the top rope so that he goes over it. If you look, I thought initially, like, oh, he, got, he clipped his neck or maybe he, like, he got a little piece of it. He's clean on all of it. He just rolls down. Like, he, he, he was – it was intentional, but he did a good job of making it look like yeah. not just a massive hit, but a massive hit that put him into a really bad situation. So that was that was a fantastic spot, and I just the storytelling of it was so classic, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. it, except it was big guy beats little guy this time instead of little guy beats big guy. But you can do that when uh your big guy is Keith Lee and he uh, exudes the charisma of. And your other guy is basically Dean Malenko. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know that's, so. that's a perfect analogy. <laughs> yeah. Other than the so let's start from the beginning. We talked about the main event, but let's start. Let's talk about the beginning. Uh, Grizzle Young, Grizzle Young veterans beat Undisputed Era. Did you see that coming? Yeah, I kind of had the vibes because I was originally thinking that the finals of this Dusty Classic Classic would be at Worlds Collide. Mm-hmm. But once that happened, I knew that the other tag match for result was going to be similar based off that. But apparently, that match isn't going to happen until next Wednesday on NXT. The finals yeah, of the I don't Dusty know what Classic. That's about. That this this feels like the uh, worlds collide because they booked it uh, so yeah with the grizzled young veterans uh, beating you know one of the hotter American mm-hmm. you know USA NXT uh, tag like I would have put it you know typical takeover type uh, cards don't normally have more than you know five matches mm-hmm. so I guess it makes sense that they put it on TV hopefully it's the main event well it's, you know, hopefully it's, they get they're that doing spot. they're doing Imperium versus Undisputed Era aren't they. At World yeah. Squad. So that's, you know, yep. I, that played into the finish here, right? Undis, uh, Undisputed Era got distracted because uh, Imperium was out there and uh, Grizzled Young Veterans won. Not that Grizzled Young Veterans are bad, 
I, I was actually pretty mm-hmm. impressed by their work. I don't watch a lot of uh, their stuff, but I thought they were pretty good. Um, yeah, they, they put them over too. They said they were the first UK tag team champions and everything, so they're not some you know team just thrown together like the team they'll be facing in the finals. So it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top next week between the broser weights and the grizzled young veterans. For sure. So the second yeah. match of NXT tonight was uh, Tony Storm and Io Shirai, and you watched both of these shows live, right? Like you had them both mm-hmm. on, and I was just watching yeah. AEW. So I saw you tweet something out about this, and I was like, yeah, that's something I need to see. Um, and I was actually a little disappointed yeah. in, in the finish with Belair, uh, Bianca Belair yeah. coming out and interfering. It's that and... typical NXT booking where – that person's so over, and we're gonna save. We're we're not gonna give you mm-hmm. a finish, but just wait for the future when this match happens again. Type, you know, mm-hmm. storytelling, yeah. which is something that I can get behind for weekly TV. Like I'm okay with it having a shit finish because I know eventually they'll likely more than not have a match where they get to go 20, 25, 30 minutes, kind of like. And they also sold all their past from Stardom. They sold the May Young Classic two finals, mm-hmm. so they did a good job. No, Overall, it, was, it, it was a really better, good. But... It was a really good match, yeah. in my opinion. Um, I think yeah. Tony Storm and Io Shirai are two of the best women in the company. They they're like world, like you know, yes, world, 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 in, completely. But um, mm-hmm. you know, Belair interfering. I think I, Shirai I, like, might be the best. <laughs> Shirai could be Oscar uh, though. Oscar, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm sure there's some people out there talking about some other stardom. Uh, wrestlers but i'm not totally familiar with that you got to watch more stardom man it's it's really good i do i know people have been putting it over to me for a while (laughs) so the no contest here kind of still leaves things up in the air right we don't have like a definitive winner and then there were like a bunch of a bunch of people came out you know belair came out first belair came out first and then ripley and then Mm -hmm. belair and ripley went at it because belair won that uh uh, the the battle royale last week. Basically, you're in Portland in two weeks. Man, they got like a lot going on. <laughs> they, yeah, no, they do. They 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 are uh, something every week for sure. Yeah. Um, so I you know especially because the women's division seems to be booked so well right now, I'm pretty much going to be okay mm. with whatever it is that they do. Um, I know. The yeah. one thing well, I didn't like about this match, and maybe it's a nitpick. And I bet people are gonna get upset with me for saying this, but like, can we stop showing Tony Storm's ass all the time? It's just there, though. I it is just there, but I, some of these camera shots, man, are like like if hey. you watch New Japan, you see how they put the camera on Peter, and if you've ever seen Scarlett Bordeaux make her entrance, like you you see what they're doing. Like I just think that. Whoever's producing NXT has spent too much time on Twitter and has seen too many posts and thinks the yeah. world loves. Uh, hey, did you ass. see the latest episode of Being the Elite? I did not. I did. I. I don't really watch it, but I've seen the most recent one because you know they, you know, tease talking about Marty or whatever. Yeah. And then they're like Marty Jannetty, right? Yes. And they're like Michael Hickenbottom, referring to you know, or Sean Hickenbottom or Mike or whatever. Referring to Shawn Michaels, <laughs> he's like Kenny kept. Uh, I don't know. Kenny was hilarious in it, but anyways, I I just picture like old Shawn just drooling in the back, staring at you know Tony Storm. 
Well, Eventually, that is, you know, that is an uncomfortable that's me around to what you were talking about. Yeah, that, that's that's a terrible image for me to have seared into my head. But uh, you know, I, John, I, because I, you, you ever remember the uh, old DX segments from like '06 with him and Triple H and Sean would basically play the idiot. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But like, I, I kind of picture it being like, oh, oh, look at her. I just <laughs> hey, look, Tony Storm is is great. Amazing. She's she, she, she's very one. attractive. <laughs> she's a very yep. good wrestler, and that is you know yep. way more the plus. Other than her looks, um, but she just seems like mm-hmm. she has it all, and I, she seems like the kind of girl that Vince uh, would love. But I'm tired of seeing her butt on Twitter with three other girls. Like every now and then, oh, I like, see like these posts. Like the camera angles from the ground, these cloud and show chasers, her ass, and then the face the, of the other three. Yeah, dude. There's people who just are like, <laughs> okay, Ivelisse, Io Shirai, uh, like you know, they pick four girls yeah. and they find you know a butt shot. And then they just yeah. put it up there and they get like, like, you know, they just, everyone, I'm like, that's gross. Like you want, you know, you like, <laughs> anyways, I, 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 I digress. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't not, do that. I'm I not mean, against a special person. Uh, I'm not against, <laughs> you know, female wrestlers and male wrestlers for that matter, using their body uh, to get over. But um, don't play into the hands of the creepy fans. Okay. Just, just. Just don't do that. There's enough creepiness in the wrestling world right now, especially if you've been paying attention. So let's just uh, let's just be cool. It's 2020. Um, Moving on. <laughs> other than the women's match, we had Finn Balor uh, squashing Joaquin Wild. This was DJ Z. Yeah, he's DJ Z. If you didn't know, um, just for everyone out there that doesn't remember the name Joaquin, Joaquin Wild, like me. <laughs> he's. I mean, he's good. You know, you can tell he's good. Um, yeah, I you know did I we'll Balor was always guy. gonna squash him here, so that was that. Uh, yeah, it was fine. Got Balor over. I got it over the uh, what's his name, the guy that had a match with Cesaro, the Dar Drago Dragonov 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 Ilya Dragonov. Yeah, yeah, they got that. They talked about that match and pumped it up for uh, Worlds Collide. So. Yeah, that would be a good one, I think. I mean, I enjoyed oh, yeah. that Cesaro match, and I, I've seen some of his uh, he, his last thing on the NXT UK pay-per-view. He had a run, and I thought that was pretty fun. So mm-hmm. I, I I think that'll be pretty good. Uh, Baszler and Shotzi Blackheart, I think, had uh, probably okay. my second You talked about your match. story. I'm going to cut you off real quick, but you talked about your storytelling from AEW. This is my... This is some of my favorite type of storytelling right here. A relatively unknown in a black heart, and she eliminates Baszler, and they give her that rub last week, and then they make her look credible in a women's division that already has 10-plus females that could be champion right now, basically, and they make her look credible in a 10-minute to 10 minute match or so with Baszler tonight. They basically set her up to be very successful going forward, and I like that she basically isn't just automatically waste, you know, like they seem to have a plan with her. And it also, having Baszler have a match tonight kind of takes out the, I kind of uh, removes her from people's minds for the Rumble as well. They've been doing a good job with that. So she's going to be in that. They've been doing a good job, you know, like the Battle Royal last week and all that with Baszler as well. Anyways. Now, I think <laughs> you hit the nail on the head there. Uh, I, I really can't add much to it. I think uh, <laughs> I, no, th- this was absolutely perfect, man. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart is, is a name that a lot Shotzi of people, gets. a lot of people know. 
Um, and a lot of people have wanted to see an NXT or something like that for a long time. Yeah. And you could tell by how over she was with the crowd. Everyone knew who she was. Granted, it's full sale, and it's like 400 of some of the most hardcore fans you'll ever know. Uh, mm-hmm. But they're fantastic, they're fantastic fans. Um, and this is the right environment to do exactly something like this. Like you said, it was perfect storytelling. Um, you know, she was credible. Just think about, like, all the credible names that they already have in that women's division, though. And this is why the NXT women's division is just the best division booked period in all of wrestling. Like, and I, and maybe I'm, besides I'm sure, heavyweight New Japan. I don't I'm know. I'm sure you noticed but, this, but I can't help but point out that the person giving her this rub is most likely the person who's going to be moving up leaving. to the quote-unquote main exactly. roster next. And That's it just and it, and it fills the holes that like they know that they naturally have to yeah. deal with. And it's just such a yeah. smart, good way. And it's one of the reasons that like NXT is probably yeah. you know one of the best promotions in the world. Like it's it's you know brands, yeah. whatever you want to call it, but they just have a lot of foresight. They seem to know. Uh, they seem to have a good idea of like where it where their place is not only within their own company but like in the wrestling landscape. So everything they do is really smart in that sense. And uh, yeah. you know you're right. This was a great match. Uh, you know, yeah. Shotzi did and not look like she, she didn't was, give up right away. She was not she a world like... beater. She was not like a yeah. a super great talent. Like oh my god, this is gonna be the next best thing. But like. There's nothing telling and, us that she couldn't be the next best thing. Which and she didn't she lose in five minutes either. Yeah. She you know, put, she, didn't she put up a fight she and Shayna sold for her. Shayna sold. Yep. She's excellent. I can't believe that I wasn't a big fan of her in her first year in NXT. Shayna? <laughs> yeah. I tried to tell you, man, but, you know, it's things happen. Oh, okay. I think <laughs> I mean, the past two years, she's been excellent. So. <laughs> All right, the uh, last match we have to talk about is the Broserweights versus mm-hmm. uh, Fabian Eichner and Marcel Marcel Bartel. I thought yeah. this was a very, like, this was a very very good match, but I think in like a different way than the Keith Lee and Roderick Strong match. Like, this was like, I don't know. I would just call this like your NXT match almost, like, uh, like Riddle and nonstop. Run. It's 15 yeah. minutes of action. Yeah, it was just like really high pace and like you just you knew they were capable, especially, you know, the NXT fans know Riddle and Dunn are some of the best around and I'm, I'm sure oh, a yeah. lot of them know that Eigner and Bartel are also the some of the best around, but like they just mm-hmm. gave them everything they wanted, you know. Of course, I, I like you said, I, I had the same inclination that the Broserweights were going to win because you wanted like the American team and then the foreign team to go up against each other. Right. But it's not even at Worlds Collide, so I don't really understand all that. Um, yeah, no. But yeah, man, this was just like, have uh, more than six matches. <laughs> yeah, this was just a good match that uh, I'm pay per view quality. I think um, these are you know. Two of the better yeah. teams. And I like that even though it's only the second match that uh, the Broserweights have had together, that they actually had moves like incorporating their offense already. So yeah. that was cool as is well. The idea there like, that, that Matt they... Riddle is so chill he can just get along with anyone. or like Another pet peeve of mine is when tag teams don't wear the same color. So I like that they were in yellow and black, even though it's NXT, but still. <laughs> Okay, so after Bloody. they won, there was the confrontation, right? Like they were both stand, like the yeah. Broserweights were standing on one side, and then the Grizzled Young Veterans on the other side of the trophy, of the Dusty Classic Trophy, or whatever that is. And you know, I I, I know you heard the line, and I'm sure you knew I was going to comment on this. 
But Riddle apparently totally tuned out of whatever I think Zach Gibson was saying uh, because he heard something about like small joint manipulation and he just started daydreaming. And I was just shocked that they let him make an openly like like a blatant weed joke. And it was like it was so great. And then the crowd picks up on it and just goes riddle's gonna smoke you riddle's gonna and riddle (laughs) looks at the crowd and goes a word i am gonna smoke you and he like throws up the like the bro you know the bro sign and he like he starts to dance and pete dunn's even in on it and he just goes while you were up in the clouds and i was like at what point are they just gonna start smoking weed on this show so (laughs) it was I, i don't know how like wwe is getting away with Matt Riddle as a character, because to me, his character is literally just like insanely That's athletic legal. stoner. I mean, so not in Florida. I mean, well, get the f over it. <laughs> uh, Matt Riddle. If you don't like Matt Riddle, I don't know what it is you like. Because I mean, he's just. I'll fantastic. accept it. You like Keith Lee more? <laughs> yes. Yes. So I thought those I thought those uh, promos were really good. Zach Gibson, uh, I thought he talked pretty well. Um, I wasn't privy to his promo skills really before that, so I was uh, happy to kind of see them jaw. He called the he said you know the full sail neck beards, and boy boy did those neck beards get hot. Let me tell you, they took <coughs> some offense to that shit. They did not like being called what they are. Uh, so what they are. <laughs> <laughs> No, I I, I, I love you, Full Sail fans. You know the you, you know some of you are good, and you know some of you are bad, and uh, you know where you fall under that. So uh, yeah. keep doing what you're doing. The crowds are always hot, and um, that you know brings us full circle to the Keith Lee Roderick Strong match that we talked about, and then uh, yeah. at the end there was a big brawl between Undisputed Era and uh, Imperium, and Walter I, Adam Cole could be dead. Okay. <laughs> Again, a- Adam Cole took the child. My God, uh, it went through his chest like it was. And he laid it on his fucking head. And it was funny because he I... gave a kick right before that, and like Walter kind of sold yeah. it. And then I was like, "Oh, what's Walter gonna do?" And then he just murdered him. <laughs> and I was like, "No." So I, My God. if like, I mean, I always, I usually end awesome. up watching NXT the last fifteen minutes of it first because I tune in after the AEW, you know, because they do the overrun. And I mean, like, if you're a person who was tuning in like I was and you saw that chop, you're going to go back and watch the entire show because it was just like, it was like, all right, this is good. Like, they know what they're doing. So I thought that was, both were really fun shows. Do you want to vote like we used to do uh, on which show you thought was better? Man, I think... uh... Just to stall for a second, I think this was in the top quarter of like both shows in the same day type yeah. thing, you know? Yeah. Like if I was going to say these shows of the past, what is it, almost four months, so we'll say 15 shows or whatever that they've had. I'd say this is like both shows is in the top four episodes probably. You combine them together. You get what I'm saying? No, yeah, I'm doing the math right now. There's been 17. Yeah. This would be week 18. And we had week eighteen. I'd say we had, one, we had one week of five. AEW. 
So like, yeah, yeah. no, definitely. I would say definitely top five for each show. Um, like, I think like I for, might go, seem hot takey, but I've been, I enjoy both shows a lot. So I mean, like, over the past couple of months, sometimes I I didn't get completely invested in them, even though they were still good. You know, they were. I don't know, but uh, man, it's really tough. I enjoyed the. I really enjoyed the last two matches of NXT, I mean, but you can give a tie overall AEW. Oof. Yeah, I'll be a chicken shit and say a tie. You can pick. All right. Well, I get a I think it was lot. I, I get a lot of people who call me in like an AEW mark or an AEW fanboy or whatever, and I try to pretend like it doesn't. But that shit really bothers me because, like, I do not have a preference here. I like you're kind of an AEW fanboy. It's okay. Hey, I do like AEW a lot, but I also like NXT a lot, and I am not afraid to uh, call it a better show when I think it's a better show. And I thought NXT was the better show because of those two matches that you talked about, Um, specifically Keith Lee and Roderick Strong. That was one of my favorite matches uh, that I've seen in recent memory, and that's including New Japan. That's including, uh, you know, random indies and things like that. It's just a great – it was just a great, great match. Uh, So I'm not afraid to give NXT the uh, props here, uh, especially because I think AEW had such a strong show themselves. So I don't think they're like – they're not hurting because they don't have my vote. Um, and I watch right. the show anyways, so they get my rating. So what I'm trying to say is I think it's funny that I feel like I probably lean NXT 55, 60%, and you probably lean AEW 55, 60%. Yeah, for sure. So it's just ironic, you know. Well, I'm trying to prove something. say that we're fanboys or whatever, but at the end of the day, I think we equal out pretty good, and I feel like we enjoy both products, you know. Yeah, like, uh, like so, okay, if you ask me, if, if, if you bought me tickets to a W, I mean, to an NXT show, or to an AEW show, I'm probably going to go to the AEW show, and the reason for that is because it's newer. I'll probably go to like, NXT. <laughs> like, I, I like the new stuff. I care about what I think matters. Mm-hmm. At the, in the grand scheme of things, whatever the fuck NXT does this week doesn't matter. It's not affecting AEW, and it's not affecting like WWE as a company. Is it good wrestling? Absolutely. But I'm going to watch the one live that I think like you know has the most potential to be something we've never seen before. Um, at the end of the day, NXT I put on the better show. And I watch NXT live. <laughs> yeah, that's and that's you know, what I mean. I watch, like, try watching both, but on the TV it's going to be NXT, and on my phone normally it's going to be AEW. And that's that's just how it works, you know. But you, you can you can pretty yeah. much just be down the middle and admit that like you like certain things and not get on each other's case. So let this right. conversation be a, a case example for all of you right. who like to go at each other constantly and constantly and act as if uh, that shit is annoying get the fuck out of here no one cares if you think that someone saying they like AEW means that they do not like nxt or vice versa or anything like we should not have to like talk about the way we tweet things uh you know should we put nxt first or AEW first i people care about that shit and they say things and it's ridiculous just enjoy your wrestling like what you like Watch what you watch. And if yeah. I can recommend one thing, you should go to live wrestling shows. If you know there's a promotion that you enjoy and they are coming to town, even if it's like a WWE live show and you like WWE because there are plenty of people who do and there are plenty of people who don't, you should go to that show yeah. because it's a fun time. And guess what? It's way more fun to be in a building with people who are in the same mindset as you as opposed to arguing right. with people on Twitter who have the opposite mindset. 
So that's my for a small little story though, real quick about AEW and NXT live events. I was when AEW first started, like when I went to like three of the first five shows or whatever it was, like that that energy is it's hot. It's ridiculous. It's, it's so great. And it's hot. At I would show. I literally would say just yelling AEWs for everyone, like just freaking over and over again because that's how it felt. Like it gave me that energy. It gave me that fandom so and that's that's part of the reason why i watch it weekly is because yeah it brings that feeling and like not that nxt doesn't but it's got like that you know they're the third brand for wwe vibe that like kind of takes a little bit away from it for for me and i I don't really get that vibe and uh that's fine okay i get people think that way or whatever but the when i reached that moment tonight was the match we, we keep referencing was lee versus strong is when i got that like you know so either way i mean it'll be interesting i I know you don't give a shit about ratings but i'm interested to see uh what happens so we'll probably post this thursday morning um so i have a zion theory that oh uh, yeah talk about this talk about this okay well there's this guy by the name of zion williamson who's you know kind of a big deal and he he was the first overall pick, NBA draft. I'm sure everyone's heard of him, Duke, all of that. And he was hurt. And he just had his first game today on ESPN. And I kind of have a feeling that game started about 9.30, 9.45. Even with the Strong and uh, Lee and uh, with uh, Moxley and uh, Pac, I kind of feel like both shows, that's going to be their weakest uh, rating of the week, even though it was probably their, some of their best stuff besides the opener of AEW and all that. It's, Just a theory. No, it, it's, I mean, basketball games, basketball games are basketball down is in ratings the ratings. Are all, all down, so. But. I feel like this might be a bump, mostly. Something big like that can definitely cause, like, a spike, especially in the final quarter, and I wonder if that'll yeah. actually affect NXT a little more because they do that 10-minute overrun. So yeah. as opposed well, to like thankfully for both of those uh, AEW and NXT, uh, he only played like four minutes at a time, and uh, when he had his like really big run at the end of the fourth quarter, both shows are over. So <laughs> I'm sure it's well, maybe let's after. See. The it, all right. So over. what you're saying is, if both shows do 300,000 viewers tomorrow, that it's all Zion's fault, right? Hell yeah, man! I mean. <laughs> Shit brick stack house right there. I mean, like, what, 6'7", 6'8", 285. I think I just described a defensive end, but he's a, a basketball player. So, anyways, next. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap things up today and uh, talk about the uh, Royal Rumble and Worlds Collide shows coming up. Uh, we have the cards, I think, for that, if I can just pull it up. Yeah. So, Imperium yep. and uh, Undisputed Era are obviously the big one at the World's Collide mm-hmm. show on Saturday, and I think that's on the WWE Network. I don't know what time, so I'm sorry. But uh, who do you think is going to win that one? Uh, I I ended up uh, going with Undisputed Era because Roddy just lost. I mean... It does fit that 50-50 pin, booking pattern that they like to do. Um, you can just talk. pin uh, Alexander Wolf from uh, the former Sanity Group and uh, go from there. Rhea Ripley versus Tony Storm. Ripley, she keeps the belt. What do you think? I, I, I yeah, I mean, is this, <laughs> like, this is a championship match? I can't see Rhea Ripley. Yeah. 
I mean, but I, I'll tell you what, I bet they show a lot of Tony Storm in her uh, shorts. So uh, Yeah, so so far, I have a 2-0 NXT so far. Oh, yeah, uh, USA yeah. NXT. All right, we'll keep track yeah. of that. Finn Balor and Ilya Dragunov. Yeah. Oh, that's got to be Finn, too. Uh, Finn Balor, so 3-0. Yeah. All right, so what is this? Got to be a clean sweep. Oh, Angel Garza, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Jordan Devlin, I, and Travis Banks. I kind of view this as uh, Garza is a part of 205 Live, even though he's part of NXT. So I'm going to cheat and say that. So I kind of went 3 0 and 1 because I kind of view him as a part of 205. But okay. you can say I'm an idiot. I feel <laughs> like Swerve is going to win that. I don't know why. Really? Yeah, I feel like it's his time. I wouldn't mind if uh, Jordan Devlin won. He's a stud. Uh, Jordan Devlin would also be. I mean, you saw his match with Tyler Bate at uh, the last mm-hmm. NXT UK show, and that was absolutely phenomenal. I any of those guys would be pretty cool to see. That one's up in the air for me. I have no idea who's going to win that. I think it's his first title defense. He'll just retain. In a really good match, though. That's true. That's true. He did just pick it up. So yeah, they, a lot of this is very weird. DIY versus Mustache Mountain. Uh, I'm winning Mustache Mountain to I, give the NXT UK a win. Yeah, and, I, so and, and it seems like Gargano and, and Ciampa are the two that can take the pin here and and be okay. But yeah, it'll be it fine. Feel, it, something's gonna happen in one of these matches that we are not expecting because oh yeah, <laughs> this will that that match is my pick for best match of the whole entire weekend right there though. DIY versus Mustache Mountain. Really? Oh baby. Open up NXT Worlds Collide with that that sucker right there. Give them thirty minutes. Woo! I'm telling you, that's gonna be good. On the pre-show, there's Mia Yim and Kaylee Ray. I think is it the pre-show? Yeah, uh, I think it's the pre-show. The I'm going Kaylee Ray because yeah. I don't. Me too. Like she's the she's the champion, and Mia Yim is. It's not. an unsettled man, but yeah, yeah. but I mean, uh, you know. I mean, I is Mia Yim going to go to NXT UK? I hope not. So there's that. All right. So there's yeah. your Worlds Collide uh, card and our predictions. We'll see if uh, we are right. And you guys can show. tell us what you think on Twitter at MSC Pro Wrestling. And yeah. the final thing we'll do is go through our Rumble picks and things like that. Um, we have the Women's Rumble. There are like five women announced or something like that, right? Yeah. And the men's rumble, there's 25. And the women's rumble, there's five. And those five women are, I don't have it on me, but Charlotte and basically, you know, no one else. Yeah, so, like, literally, that's crazy. Like, so, like, the 25 men we Not even Tasha Banks has been announced. That's insane. So, yeah. All right, so who's your, I mean, who's your pick for the rumble winner, for the women's royal rumble winner? All right. Uh, well... I kind of have a theory of the story they're doing with Bailey that, you know, Sasha keeps not helping her. Eventually, you know, Sasha wins the Rumble and they have a match to Mania, Bailey, Sasha, or the theory everyone has of Basil, Basler uh, winning the Rumble and challenging Becky Lynch. Well, that so would be great. I would be. I'm fine with either. Yeah, I, you know, I didn't want to pick Shayna, but like, who else? I don't like. Charlotte? I mean, I love her, but yeah, I, don't I don't care. Want, I don't want Charlotte to win the Rumble. I don't think. Yeah, so. I don't need much. to. I don't need that right now. Um, let's do the matches before we do the men's Rumble. Yeah. Um, okay. The uh, let's go. Sheamus. Yeah. Shorty G. What do you think? Rise over size. I mean, Shorty G has got to take this one, and 
Uh, Stop know. it. He's got to, man. He's got to. Stop it. You don't think so? This is Sheamus' first pay-per-view match since, like, WrestleMania with uh, Cesaro. Was that his last Was that his last match? Yeah. I don't right. even they're remember. Totally, they're totally going to give him the win and get the heat. But, like, this is a stupid yeah. feud, and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, they should they have done better for Sheamus. I do enjoy that his look's back to his traditional look, though. Well, did you hear they tried to make him do something, like, real stupid and, like, change his music? And he was like, no, I'm not doing that. But, like. <laughs> I love it. This is just good. I'm not a fan. I like both of these guys individually. I do not know if I like the story that they're telling uh, together. But all right, I'll I'll I'll, yeah. I'll take your rationale and I'll go Sheamus with you. What about Becky Lynch versus Oscar for the Raw Women's Championship? Becky Lynch gets her first win ever against Oscar in a singles match. I, that is the story being told, and I, I can't yep. imagine that they would uh, make Oscar like I. I I can't imagine that they're going to give her two wins over Becky like that. Uh, she's the face of the company after all. So mm-hmm. we'll see. I, it would be certainly very cool if Asuka won. It would be a shock. I think a lot of people would be like, holy shit. It would be a big shock. <laughs> Reigns and Corbin. And What's the stipulation that Reigns picked for this match? I was going to ask you. Okay. They, they, I mean, is Falls Count anywhere? Ah, uh, that's right. Huh. So like. Is this one of those situations where Corbin wins, Reigns wins the Rumble? Because <laughs> uh, I really don't have a good feeling about the men's Rumble, but I'll just pick Reigns because that's a smart thing to do. Yes, I would like Roman Reigns to win, and I would like this story to be over. I, I yeah, let's I, move on. I, yeah, I just don't really understand. I mean, Corbin's fine. Like, I think he's a like an upper mid card heel, not a main event heel, but uh, I guess this yeah. is the upper mid card right now, so. Mm-hmm. Whatever, I, I, I'll be okay with that match. I don't expect much for it. Like Roman has a, you know, I'm a fan, but he he does have a limited move set. You know, he does his thing and he does it well. But uh, Corbin has an even more limited move set. It, it, you know, it's pretty much just try and choke a guy out but and then hit a deep moves. six. Uh, so yeah, yeah. All right, Roman Reigns. Then we have Bailey yep. versus uh, Lacey Evans for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Yeah, I kind of gave my theory of how I think Bailey's going to face Sasha at Mania, so I think Bailey retains. I think that is the smart thing to do, but I feel like WWE is going to try and capitalize on Lacey Evans right now and give her the title, and I feel like that will be a mistake. But what do I know? Really? I'm just going to go with Lacey Evans. I like to uh, shake things Answer. up. I just, I've had a feeling about this one. Uh, so I, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and I'm happy to be wrong. Yeah, because you, you've been saying on Twitter that you like her more as a babyface than a heel, huh? Yeah, Lacey. Yeah. She's great. She's a great baby face. Are you kidding? Like, yeah, what's, she... what's not to love? Her daughter is the best. Like, I don't know if she took her daughter to acting school, but she's there. Like, it's it. she's great. <laughs> and I, like, I don't know. What's not to like about, like, an attractive blonde woman who's, like, very strong and independent? Like, I, I don't she know. She has a heel face. She has a heel face. I mean, I I, I think yeah. people tend to say that pretty people are heels just because they're jealous. But, I mean, whatever. Like, I don't even, even mean it like that. I just, I don't know. I look at her, I'm like, yeah, she would beat somebody's ass and not in a nice way. Not but, in a nice way? Okay. I didn't know there was a nice way to, uh, I feel like she's yeah, the kind of, like, like, justice baby face. Like, the, uh, you know, like, like the good old American. Too, like, yeah, well, obviously, former... Uh, military member and everything, so it's all cool. I mean, I so just, I'll go just... with Lacey. I mean, 
I guess it, it is a weak storyline, though. That they got going on of, oh, you're a terrible mother. Like, really? Come on. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I know, but I'm, I'm not saying who I would book to win. I'm just saying who I have no, 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 I, I got you. Then we have Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan for the Universal Championship. It's a strap match. Ooh, that's cool. You think that they, they ain't giving up on The Fiend yet, so it'll win, but I kind of hope that they actually have the lights on or something because I'm sick of that red dye. Yeah, it's dude, I do not want that red dye. Well, I, that's what I – remember Ramblin' Rabbit a couple weeks ago was like there's a secret, you know, there's a way to beat him. I want the source of The Fiend's power to be the red light. Like I want The Fiend to be beatable when the red light goes off, and that's how they do it. Like someone destroys the red light. So, I don't know how they'll get to that, but please, it's awful. I hate that light. No, but a strap match is cool. I mean, I don't remember the last time they had one of those. I mean, it has to be a decade. I mean, I wonder if they're going to do it the old 90s style where you touch four, or they're going to do it like Rock Triple H style where they just beat the piss out of each other with a strap. Probably that style, I'm guessing. I hope it's so. But yeah, yeah, me knows. too. It's better. So are, are, yeah. you're, we're both going with The Fiend here? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like they have to keep it on The Fiend. All right, men's rumble time. Do you want to list? The toughest pick because I really have no no gauge whatsoever. I mean. Well, let me list, let me list everyone that we know will be involved. We know that Brock Lesnar will be starting, number one, and that yep. he's not. it's not a title thing, right? Like, is the title on the line? No, okay. he's just he's just in the win, I guess. He's just in the rumble. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then AJ Styles, Eric Rowan, Randy Orton, Rey Mysterio, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Elias, King Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, Otis, Tucker, Rusev, Bobby Lashley, uh, Alistair Black, Buddy Murphy, Braun Strowman, Shinsuke Nakamura, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Sam- Samoa Joe, Kofi Kingston, Big E, R-Truth, and I think that's all the names that we have right now. Uh, at least that I have. So before we predict, do you got any surprise predictions of the other five, maybe? Yeah, CM Punk. No. Um, Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. So everyone wants, everyone thinks Punk and Edge are gonna be. Uh, you guys Dude, are gonna get hornswoggled. I would I might just cry be so upset. If Edge, like if Edge came back. Like I don't expect I don't, it. I don't, I don't even want care. Him to get hurt. But if he's cleared, I'm into it. I mean, I, I trust him in his own judgment. Obviously, I don't know, but seriously, that's like my, oof, I don't know if he's my favorite of all time, but he's on the Mount Rushmore, my personal favorite. What a baby face, heel, everything, promo, just, anyways, I think uh, since it's in Houston, Booker T will be, I'm stealing somebody else's idea, I don't remember whose, but Booker T will be a surprise. Oh, I mean, Um, Booker T's been posting about it himself, so I think that would be a great one to do. Uh, yeah, uh, who Houston else? and everything. Lots of people live in Texas. Now, come to think of it, like Mark and NXT. Does. You know, um, yeah. Oh, true. they haven't announced any NXT guys, have they? Mm-mm. Wow. I would say you gotta have one or two, at least one. I mean, I feel like Keith Lee could come out with the belt just because he just won it. You know what I mean? Or I was thinking Adam Cole as well. So maybe you do the champions or whatever. Yeah. No, I it's interesting i just want to know Champo who's gonna be, come out at number Champo two would be pretty legit and the remaining 25 of the female for god's sakes yeah no that'll be i mean <laughs> that's god, terrible I, I hope they don't do what they did 
the first year and they trotted out a bunch of like they had a bunch of women that just like probably shouldn't have been there um there are plenty yeah. of women who can do lots of great wrestling Dude, I'm, I'm telling you right NXT now girls. I think Charlotte's gonna come out like third again or whatever she's gonna be in the match for like 45 minutes oh, again a new story yeah third again kind of like her father in 92 yeah so we'll do that shit again but no uh okay I haven't procrastinating long enough like the kind of feel like the story's kind of leaning towards McIntyre but I'd like to see AJ Styles versus Brock Lesnar again so I'm gonna go with that I'm gonna go with what I want instead of what I think I think Brock Lesnar is just gonna win That'd be fucking terrible. I'm which cool with makes it. sense. I'm cool with it. It's heat. It's heat. Um, if they do it right and they have like a big surprise or something, Kane Kane is gonna be in there. I I know he announced. I don't know if I said his name. Uh, so that could be something that they uh-huh. set up. Um, but I don't think it's impossible. Did for you Brock see this theory go... that Kane's back to eventually set up Undertaker versus the Fiend, which I don't want to see. But I was hear talking about like Cain that? Velasquez, but that Kane is also oh. back. Um, yeah, sorry. Huh. <laughs> yeah, wow. That's an option too. No, now there's lots of things that I think about. Uh, I really liked that Kane segment on SmackDown the other day. Um, but really, yeah. when it Seems comes to the Rumble, I am so bad at picking uh, random things like this uh, because there's so many possibilities, and I would always book it one way, and that never ends up being the way they book it. So I'm just going to go with Brock Lesnar because I think it would be actually kind of cool if he did what he said. Um, it's like it's like the New Japan G1, right? Like the yeah. Okada's in it like every year, but he but doesn't win. But the thing win. is, Brock Lesnar is such a good like, like storyteller kind of like that he has so many options. So that kind of makes it much more interesting because Brock Lesnar do four face anyone. So – if Randy Orton wouldn't be shocking. If Rey Mysterio wouldn't continue that storyline, it wouldn't be shocking. AJ wouldn't be shocking. Drew McIntyre wouldn't be shocking. I mean, you got some guys on here. Maybe Bobby Lashley. Maybe they get him out of this stupid-ass storyline. You have Beast face off. Or Seth Rollins would be shocking if he went back-to-back and they had a heel face front instead of vice versa from last year. Small Joe, Kevin Owens. Like, really, like, it's kind of interesting all the options like and it's not stupid braun Strowman wouldn't shock braun Strowman but, is actually a very good pick and i i would be happy to see him back in the main event uh thing but you know we've talked enough and speculated sorry. speculated enough so we will see what happens saturday and sunday on the wwe network yeah. uh, i guess i'll plug the wwe network as if they don't do it enough <laughs> on their shows but if you don't know it is, it is free like if you want to watch the rumble it's free. Just sign up. Free for new subscribers. Go to WWE. Do you have a prediction for an Iron Man for one last uh, question about the Rumble? I got one that sticks out pretty good. Actually, but... my 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 Iron Man would be AJ Styles. Really? Mine would be Aleister Black. Maybe. It's a good time to give okay. him that rub. Um, right. But I just think that AJ Styles, like, I always like it because it's like a veteran you know, I think a veteran mm-hmm. should be the one doing it because they should have the savvy. Um, and you could make a thing out of it, right? Like, you could you could turn it into a cocky heel storyline that, he, you know, he owns yeah. the Royal Rumble. He, he debuted there. He, you know, he know, you know, he stayed in for a long time then. He stayed in for a long time other years. And now he's, Has he been on TV lately? Yeah, he 
does he does things every now and then. He has he has matches. And, really, and he does, he's been doing the promo the with the OC stuff. But um, gotcha. that about wraps it up here today. Yeah. <laughs> Before I uh, send Dustin over to his plugs, I'm gonna have him fix his microphone. But once you fix your mic, Dustin, give us those plugs. All right, yeah, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at dwhitehead96, and make sure to follow that MSC Pro Wrestling account, and maybe we'll even switch the handle someday. Ooh. Yeah, I know that might be coming up. We we may be switching that handle, and I will make sure that everyone of you knows what we are switching to and who we are, and I will find some way to make sure that that transition is as easy as possible because we may have a new name uh, in the coming week or so. Uh, but yeah, at MSC Pro Wrestling on Twitter, I'm at Dave B. Rosenberg. Uh, you can actually find both of our handles in our bio on Twitter, at MSC Pro Wrestling. So uh, check us out, like our stuff, talk to us, ask us questions, and uh, keep watching wrestling and don't be assholes to each other. Peace. Enjoy Wednesdays.